0: With excitement abound for new head coach Tom O'Brien, now the work starts. What players can take a huge leap under the new head coach and take their game to the next level? You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone. Welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I'm your host, AJ Black. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Well, good morning, everyone. Hope you're doing well. Today, we're going to look at the new coaching staff at Boston College. And I'm going to give you four players I think could benefit from Bill O'Brien and his new staff. Then I'm going to talk about the basketball team and another heartbreaking loss that was avoidable. And how many of these losses are really the fault of Earl Grant? We'll talk about that later in the show. So Bill O'Brien takes over. We know most of the staff. The staff, um, from what I've heard, is making their way to campus. Many of them, Jeff Camission, the defensive line coach, is already there. Uh, A lot of the older coaches, like Matt Applebaum, Savion Huggins, Daryl White, obviously, are there. But there's a whole new slew of new coaches that he's brought in to coach up his team. Now, practice doesn't start for another three or four weeks, but they're working out. If you've watched on BC football's Twitter account, you've seen uh new uh strength and conditioning coach Casey Fitzgerald working with the uh team in the Fish Fieldhouse doing a lot of workouts that I would never be able to do. But good for them because I think strength and conditioning is going to be a major factor. And we'll probably talk about that on another show. Be sure, be sure to check that one out. So I want to look at four players, four players that I think the staff could really re-energize and get more out of. And the first player I want to talk about doesn't need to be re-energized, but I feel like there's a second level that good coaching could help him get. And that is quarterback Thomas Castellanos. Now what's the, what's the, um, what what has the reputation that Bill O'Brien brought with him to B.C.? It's his ability to work with quarterbacks. I mean, you could talk about the superstars like Deshaun Watson and Tom Brady and um, even uh, Bryce Young. But if you listen to that Pete Thamel interview, he brought up Matt McGloin, which is a great example. Matt McGloin was a walk on quarterback that he turned into the big 10 player of the year during one of those years that Penn State was under. Um, sanctions, this guy was not very good. And he made him into an NFL quarterback. Now, Thomas Castellanos is not an NFL quarterback right now. He's way too inconsistent, especially in the passing game. Um, His decision-making needs help. Uh, His ability to run his offense, I feel like that could all need improvement. What better coach is there right now than Bill O'Brien to maximize what Thomas Castellanos can do? Now, again, if you watch that Thamel interview, it's on um, the College Game Day podcast. He says, Bill O'Brien says that he sees Thomas Castellanos as a passing quarterback, which is interesting because I don't. (laughs) And from what I've seen, every time he throws the ball, my my heart skips a little bit. Um, But there's also ways that maybe O'Brien has watched what he can and can't do and can maximize his. Potential because we have seen Thomas Castellanos throw the ball. Remember the Florida State game; he was, you know, up and down the the, the field. The Louisville game; those are good two good defenses. That Thomas Castellanos was able to throw the ball effectively against. Now I wonder how much injuries had to play into the end of the year and maybe knocked off some of his um his ability to be accurate. Uh, but I think that Bill O'Brien could look at Thomas Castellanos, fix some of the um mechanic issues that he has teach him how to run the offense. And I, what I love about what Bill O'Brien has keep saying is he's going to make the offense fit the player. Now there's no better offense to fit a player around than Thomas Castellanos, right? You know what you have there. You're not going to make him sit in the pocket and throw all the time. So I think, but O'Brien has been around enough on no, no, no knock to Steve Shimko and Rob Chadzinski, but, I think he's been around long enough and he's worked with quarterbacks like Bryce Young is pretty similar in size to Castellanos. That he can he can build an offense around what Castellanos can do and improve the things that have, you know, kind of hindered him a bit. So I'm actually kind of really excited to see what O'Brien can do. And I'm really excited too that um Castellanos gets a new quarterback coach. And one that has that knows him too. It's not like he's bringing O'Brien's bringing in a new quarterback coach. Uh, Jonathan DiBiasso was on the on the on the squad last year. He knows what Cast. He's been there. He's been through all those games, so he can help too. So I think the combination of all of that, a new fresh set of eyes, um, you know, experience in working with quarterbacks, is only going to maximize what Castellanos can do. So I would expect that his interceptions are going to go down his passing yards are going to go up and hopefully i think what what maybe the big thing that, the big takeaway is but we you know o'brien's going to let him run but also minimize the amount of times he has to run so that he's not banged up by the end of the year because you want to be able to let him do those things but you don't you know by the end of the season the offense was basically kai robishaw run thomas castellanos run And he was wearing down. You need to be able to protect him more. And I think that's what Bill O'Brien's going to do. Now, looking at the offense, the first two are going to be offensive players. I was going to say something about the offensive line, but O'Brien could definitely improve some of the players there. But the one player that I looked at that I said, he's already been on this team. He's also been pretty good. But again, with the offensive scheme, I wonder, you know, Bill O'Brien has worked with Randy Moss. He's worked with Wes Welker. He's worked with some really good offensive weapons. Um, you mentioned Jalen Strong at uh with the Texans, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. We're not going to get into that one. But the one player that last year I thought was going to it looked like he was going to explode at the beginning of the year and then sort of just tailed off was Lewis Bond. Lewis Bond looked every bit of the number one wide receiver Boston College desperately needed after Zay Flowers left. And he, you know, he started the game, the season off with, you know. Four receptions against Northern Illinois, five against Holy Cross, three against Florida State, but a touchdown, two touchdowns against Louisville, touchdown and 104 yards. But then, you know, his numbers kind of dipped. He he was more into the offense, but his you know he wasn't getting many yards after the catch. So I wonder if Bill O'Brien is going to be able to watch what Bond has done what made bond dangerous in those beginning early games and mac again find ways to get him the ball find you because he is a yak uh he's a yak machine when you get him uh, a little bit of space i remember going the 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 one catch that made that stood out to me was that uh touchdown catch he made against florida state where he he got the ball and he just took off and I think back to games like that and go, why? What can we do to get more of that magic in that bottle? Because Lewis Bond, you know, through the end of the season, you know, you look at the, like look at some of the games that he had later on. I Army, mean, he had one catch, but no one had any catches in that game. Two catches against UConn, two catches against Virginia Tech, four catches against Southern Miss for only thirty-five yards. There's a lot of untapped potential both physically in him. And his connection with Castellanos. So if Bill O'Brien can get more out of Castellanos, Castellanos is tight with Lewis Bond. Those two are clearly best buddies. And I'm not just saying that. You could, If you watch Thomas Castellanos' uh, YouTube channel, he put a whole video up and everything is him and Lewis Bond. The two of them get along very well. Maximize that. Get the most out of him. Because Bond does not need to be your number one wide receiver. He doesn't. Jerron Bradley coming in, I think, is going to be that guy. But he could be a 1B. You could have him as your 1B right there. And then you have two dynamic wide receivers that could get your passing game to the level that you want it to, because you know Bill O'Brien is going to want to throw the ball more than what they've been doing. You got to get these two guys going, though Bradley and Lewis Bond. Can't wait to see what the two of them can do. Now, in our second segment, there hasn't been much change on the defensive side. Sorry, there has been a lot of change. Excuse me. There's been a lot of change on the defensive side of the ball. And I want to explain why I think there's two players that could really benefit from what BC is bringing to uh, with their new coaches. Now, if you love going to games, if you love going to the theater or concerts, GameTime is the place to go. It's a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, comedy, and theater events near you. And with last killer minute deals, I mean, last year, Patriots tickets, anytime I was thinking of going, the tickets were always dropping. And it would it would always send me um, push notifications. I loved it because then I was like, oh, I can afford to go to this Patriots game. GameTime was so great with that. And the best part, too, was I could see the price of the, ga- the, t- the tickets, how much they dropped, And where I was sitting. I didn't want to go to a Patriots game and sit all the way in the end zone and not be able to see anything. They would show me what I would see. So there would be no surprise. That's the best part. And with last minute ticket deals, flash deals, and zone deals, you're not going to want to miss game time as well. So take the guesswork out of buying time with buying tickets with game time. Just download the Game Time app and use promo code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Again, you guys out there, I'm telling you, download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Locked on Boston College, AJ Black. And I was mentioning we're talking about four players that could see the biggest jump under Bill O'Brien. And Thomas Castellanos was the big one. And I I still think he probably would be a number one in terms of players. I think will take the biggest jump, but the defensive side of the ball is going to be really interesting because you have a complete new staff. Everyone's gone. You brought in Tim Lewis as your defensive coordinator. Again, these have not been confirmed yet, but Pete Dammel tweeted them out. They're done. Tim Lewis, who has been at the UFL level coaching the NFL He's more of a, I think he's going to be a get back to the basics and do the right things and get yourself physical and do the, get your defense going. Not the most exciting name, but I think what we've seen on defense, that's exactly what Boston College needs. The more I can continue, continue thinking about that, right? They're bringing in Dan O'Brien for linebackers, son of Tom O'Brien. This is a kid, a guy that was U, uh, University of Southern Misses defensive coordinator last year. He worked at Navy. He worked at Georgia. Uh, he started at BC. He's a BC grad at linebackers, he'll be there. Jeff Commission of, um, he was with Maine as their defensive coordinator. He also worked at Cornell, Old Dominion, and he was BC's defensive line coordinator, uh, coach, excuse me, during the time of BJ Raji and Ron Brace. All you older folks that like Boston College sports, if you want a coach that has coached some of the best defensive lines BC's had, can't get better than that. And he's been been on the fire on the recruiting trail. Check out Eagle Insider to see what he's been doing. And then there's Ray Brown. A cornerback's coach who is out at Washington State, um, highly regarded. uh, He was in the top 30, under 30 coaches for a while. uh, Came over from Utah State. He's coached some really good defensive backs. You combine all of them, you're going to have a new feel on this defense. And they desperately need that. The defense has been pitiful the last season or so. And it's had their moments at SMU, but a lot of that was weather. They're playing a backup quarterback. We need to see Boston College's defense take that next step. And so what can these coaches do? Who can they improve to get that defense to that level? The first name I'm going to bring up is a player that I believe will be back next year. He said it on his podcast, a podcast with uh, Jalen Cheek and Bug Jones, um, and that's linebacker Bryce Steele. Bryce Steele missed all of this last season due to um, some sort of personal issue. It um, sounds like it was a medical thing. I'm not going to get into what it was. I don't even know what it was, but it's his privacy. I'm not going to get into it, but from everything he said on Jalen, Sheek and um, J- bug Jones's podcast, YouTube channel thing. It sounds like he's going to be back and BC's linebacking group could not need him more. Now, Mitch Wolf of Eagle Insider, my staff writer, says that he believes that Steele will be the middle linebacker. We don't know if they're going to go 4-3, 3-4. We don't know what defense BC is going to roll out next year. But I do know, I expect Bryce Steele, if he's he's ready to play, to be a massive factor. And he's going to be a big deal because BC loses Vinny De Palma, to, uh, who was their starting linebacker, to graduation. Vinny De Palma has been here for roughly 10 years, um, and he's graduating, and if you didn't see the news, he's going to be on the Patriots coaching staff, which is really cool. He's not even going the NFL route to, to play. He's just going right to coaching. So they're going to have a spot. You expect Cam Arnold to be in one spot. Uh, you're going to have uh, Bryce Steele. And then you have a bunch of other younger cor- um, linebackers that could also step in. Guys like Davion Crouch, uh, Sione Hala, uh, Jalen Blackwell. They're all ready to play. But Bryce Steele is the one I'm expecting as long as he's physically healthy enough to take a big step because he's explosive. As you see in the picture, if you're watching on YouTube, um, he's had some big plays. He just needs to be coached up. This is a guy that just like Cam Arnold was a safety coming out of high school, um, He played a little bit of linebacker too, but he needs to develop more in the linebacker role. And BC desperately needs a linebacker to step up, to be consistent because, They haven't been bad. Some people may say they have. I don't. They haven't been great either because they just they sometimes they don't look like they know what they're doing and that could be coached. And that's why I think like Dan O'Brien and and Tim Lewis, the the, the defensive coordinator, can fix all of that. And Bryce Steele, he's a former four star. He's made some plays. He's obviously missed some time, but I, I think he could take the big next step. I, I could honestly say this about any of the linebackers. Cam Arnold is the one I, I'm a little bit more hesitant because he's just been around forever. I don't know if he's just hit his peak, but I look at guys like Davion Crouch or Halla with some good coaching. Those guys could be great too, uh, but those aren't ones I'm going on. I'm going on Bryce Steele because I'm waiting for him to take that big step, and with him being healthy, he could be a defensive, uh, a big defensive factor for BC in 2024 with this new staff. Secondly, the second player I picked was one of two, and I couldn't decide who I was going to pick here. Donovan Azaraku or Netoek Paula. Now, Donovan Azaraku I feel is just untapped potential based off of what I saw the last year. You look at, you know, Mitch Wolf is big in the film, and he talks to me all the time. You look at the film, and he's all over the place. They were double teaming him, going crazy with him uh, to try to get him to stop, and he still was getting great PFF grades, and you watch the film, and he still was disruptive. He just wasn't getting the sacks. What they were missing was someone else on the defensive line that could also make plays, that, c- that could force def- offenses to stop double teaming and throwing chips all the time at Donovan Azaraku and making them pay. They didn't have that last year. That was Paula Pala. like Paula got most of the snaps. And you look at the statistics, and I believe he had eight um, times where he rushed, uh, got his hands on the quarterback. But he had no sacks, or he had one sack. I forget what what the number is. Whatever the number was, he never he could never close on a quarterback. It was always like he was just an inch away, or he had his hand on him, and the quarterback got away. That that can be. Co- I I feel like that's something that can be coached. That's something that they can work on. They can get adjusted, and they can get fixed. Because Akpala, if you get him into a, even a serviceable pass rusher, someone who Gets a couple sacks. Maybe he finishes the season with like five or six sacks. That's gonna that's going to make major dividends on the other side because then other teams are gonna have to focus not just focus on Asiraku. They're gonna have to also kind of work towards Ekpala as well. He needs to he needs to figure out how to get to that quarterback faster. And I looked at both of these guys too. And one of the things that Jeff Halfley bragged about last year. Was that they both put on weight uh, to to get them bigger for college. And I'm just wondering, it was that like at the end of the day, especially with like Paula, is that honestly a good thing? Like, this is a guy that was a sprint, like a track star in high school. And he, when he came here, remember that punt block he had made against Clemson? He's fast. Now, if you put weight on him, you take away his speed, you're going to slow him down, you're going to make him more of an average pass rusher. Maybe Tim Lewis sees this and says, huh, maybe we get him back to where he was, get that speed back and make him more of a of a speed rusher. You know, let uh, Azaraku do the bull stuff and, and and some of that stuff and let him just use his speed to get to guys. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just thinking out loud of what they could do because Paula has to be able to do it. And if it's not him, someone else is going to have to step in because you need that. You cannot finish 130th in the country in sacks. That's what Boston College finished last year. Akpala would be a huge step in the right direction. And maybe they, you know, I don't know if O'Brien has to look in the transfer portal before next season too. They're going to need some help there because they, you can't let Azaraku be wasted because teams are just loading up to stop him. Now in our final segment, I'm going to step away from football because we got everything that we need to talk about for football today. And I'm going to talk about a big disappointment and why Earl Grant cost Boston College another game. I'll explain why in just a moment. The football season is over, but FanDuel has got you covered for the NBA. So you can get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins but on all your favorite NBA players and teams like the Celtics with quick bets, lay live, save game parlays, exclusive props and more. I love it. I'm thinking I always with the Celtics. They're on a hot streak right now. Look at a Christophe and some of the games he's had picking the over on his point totals, the under in um, their opposing team scoring and betting the spread. You can make that parlay in 10 seconds. So quick, so easy. And if you win, you can get your money right away. Love that. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot with Fanduel, the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. This is locked on, Boston College AJ Black. I apologize, folks, that this is coming out on Thursday and not on Wednesday. I'm away for the week and I uh, just did not have time yesterday to, to record. So you're going to probably get another episode tonight. Uh, so you get your once a day. Um, and I want to talk about Tuesday's game against Florida State for basketball. How disappointed I was to see the results of this game. Florida State is not a good team. They're not. They're not a good team at all. And BC lost two games to them. Both of them, I believe, were caused by poor coaching by Earl Grant. Remember that first game at home? Earl Grant had, BC had the ball down one with the ball, you know, they they tried to inbound it and they couldn't even get a shot off. That, you know, Jaden Zachary kind of got trapped. They couldn't figure out how to do it and he just couldn't shoot it. This game wasn't much better. And this one was even more on Earl Grant because you have some of the things that popped up for BC that I just expected, which were turnovers. Remember, Florida State's a much more athletic team and they, they caused issues there. They poor, played poor defense, which again, I I can't stress enough that has been a big issue with this team. But the biggest issue to me, the one that I, it, it, it's, it's, a big problem. And based on what Earl Grant said after the game, I'm still worried more about, I'm worried more about why he said what he said, which is the rotation. What is going on with the, the, the mind frames of this coaching staff. They left Devin McLaughlin and Mason Madsen, your two best scorers right now on the bench. Mason Madsen should be playing as much as humanly possible right now, because he's the best player on this team. I've seen, I thought it was Beacon street ball. I believe who wrote it. That when you have a big man that's your your lead scorer, you're in trouble. But right now, BC doesn't have a big man that's their lead scorer. Well, he is, but Madsen should be your lead scorer because he's shooting lights out. So, during the home stretch of this game, when you know when you were like right there, when you could have beaten this team, who's on the bench? Your best, one of your best scoring big men in McLaughlin and Mason Madsen. Right now, Earl Grant is. It's it's almost coaching misconduct the way that he controls this lineup because Chaz Kelly is not doing it. Prince of Ligby is not doing it. And they're being thrown out there in high leverage minutes. That's causing Boston college to lose these close games, man. You got to get you when you're in the, the thick of it, when you're in the midst of a comeback or you're just, you're holding on to for dear life against a team that's beating you. You need your best players out there. And, if that means extending their minutes right now, you're at that part of the season where you got to do it. And if they're in foul trouble, yeah, they may be in foul trouble, but you got to risk it. You can't leave Chaz Kelly out there. Chaz Kelly and Prince Oligby played a total of 23 minutes, had two points and five turnovers. You can't keep them out there. They're not right. They're not doing it. You you've got to shrink your bench. You got to leave Madsen out there. You had Jaden Zachary on the bench too, and he was shooting great. You've got to be able to keep your guys that are scoring out there. And if you've got to keep them, if you've got to, you know, br- get a breather for one of them, keep one out at a time. Like sit Post for a little bit, then sit McLaughlin. But you got to keep that. Like some of these guys are going to have to extend their minutes right now if you want to win these games, Madsen. McLaughlin and post and Jack Zachary are your four best players right now. They need to play the most minutes and Earl Grant did not put them in position to win. I was a little disturbed with his comment after the game where he kind of said, I'm still trying to explore the best uh, uh, rotation right now. And I'm like, you're in February, you're almost in March. What are you talking about? And I got even more disturbed when he said, it was just like stupid timing by him, he tweeted out, we will never see yesterday again. Be thankful for today. Tomorrow is not promised which is a great, uh, you know, inspirational quote. But after you you got slammed for what you did, it seems kind of tone deaf. So another big loss. And it just seems like Earl Grant's getting out coached a lot. He's a great motivational coach, but he seems like he's getting outcoached a lot. And that's not good because just like with football, when I said on yesterday's show with Bill O'Brien, BC is a team that needs to do the small things right for football basketball whatever sport it is except for hockey and lacrosse where they can bring in you know wagons full of great recruits they need to be able to do that when your coaching staff is putting you in positions to lose that's not good so I don't know what's going on with Earl Grant I hope he figures it out but right now I've been disappointed with some of the choices he's made this is AJ Black thank you all for listening you can follow along with me on Twitter at AJ Black. 247 or an Eagle Insider. Come join us over there. We've got a whole bunch of new stuff going on. We had five items, five news items up yesterday, including a ton of recruiting news. If that's your jam, you should check it out. Thank you all for following along, and this is Locked On Boston College, your team every day.